Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Okay, we are back for another week of um, The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. And you ready, girl? I'm ready. Okay, so um, I will say... Because Trish would have been on, but she is headed to Puerto Vallarta today. Nice. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, she told me yesterday, she was like, "Uh, I'm not going to be around. I'm packing for my trip to Puerto Vallarta tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, have fun. So I don't know her, maybe her husband or something is... um, Does she have a wedding or something to do this weekend too? Remember when we were the last time we were all on together? She was like, "Just a heads up." Now the wedding I thought was last week. Oh, okay. I and thought she had a wedding the same the same weekend I did. Hey, girl, maybe I'm. Listen, I could. Maybe she did. <laughs> Destination wedding, maybe that's a real. One. Probably <laughs> so. Well, listen, it's still Puerto Vallarta, man. Yeah, either way, you're right. <laughs> I wish I was going somewhere. It's like thirty degrees here. Oh, yeah. well. We ain't that cold yet, but it's getting there. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, as much as it got, it did get hot this summer, and I know when you were in Qatar, it was a hundred and something degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you welcoming the cold weather? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, as much as I complained about how hot it was, I would much rather deal with heat than deal with cold. Yeah, I just. I don't like anything below forty. Mm-hmm. I just um, I can't dig it. Yeah, I've been if in I could Ohio stay pretty much my entire life, and I just I will never. There's nothing that will ever make me get used to cold weather. Listen, I would love for it to remain somewhere between fifty and seventy-eight. Yeah, that would be, be good for me. that would be okay with me because even at fifty, it's cool, but it's not cold. Right. Yeah. And then at 78, it's warm where you don't have to wear a jacket and maybe put on mm-hmm. some sandals, but it ain't hot, hot like 95. I think I bump it up to about 85, just for days where you might want to go swimming or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's true. But, yeah. All right, girl, we got some stuff to talk about this week, especially on The Young and the Restless. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. All right, let me do the formal introduction. Welcome, you guys, to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where Keisha and I, and normally Trish, recap both the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful. This is for the week of November 7th through November 11th. And what we normally do, we'll do the young and the restless first. Second half of the show, we do the bold and the beautiful. And then we have two segments now where we flip the script. If there's a particular scene or storyline that you wish you could change, that's where we flip the script. And then we also have who's going to take a seat this week, if it's one or several people. And I got some seats ready for some folks. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into The Young and the Restless. I'm going to do my summary, and then we're going to break down these storylines. All right, so for the Young and the Restless for the week of November 7th through the 11th, 
Abby and Devon comforted one another by having passionate sex. Amanda and Chance walked in on Abby and Devon. Chelsea opened up to Adam. Audra confessed to Noah that she miscarried his baby after he left her. And Allie found Noah and Audra in one another's arms. Okay. Where you want to start? I want to just start with uh, Noah and okay. Audra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got a little bit of something this week. Yeah, I figured. I, I figured there was gonna be there was something more to their story that we just didn't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and although Audra said that, so of course you know she was pregnant at one point in their relationship, and Noah didn't know, right? Mm-hmm. So and and she was saying, you know, I didn't want to use the baby as a. I didn't want it to seem like I was trying to keep you around or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she like, called it emotional blackmail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my thing is if you're gonna if you kept it from him all this time, you were gonna keep it from him back then. I feel like you're only bringing it up now because you wanna spark something between the two of you. So I feel like she's using it. Not saying that Noah didn't have a right to know, mm-hmm. you know, what happened. Because that was his child. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now she's using it because she can't stand the fact that Noah just doesn't want to be bothered with her. Or doesn't, won't, like, take the time to sit and talk to her because he was so hurt from the way they broke up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying that she doesn't, you know, care about Noah or that maybe she's still in love with him. Mm-hmm. But... She sees that he's moved on. She doesn't like it. So now I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the the information about the baby that I didn't tell you before to try to use it as a way to get sympathy from you and maybe to, I don't know, get you to come back around to fall in love with me again. Or I don't know what her angle is, but it definitely worked because we see how Noah embraced her after that and how now he you know, has some sympathy towards her. Mm-hmm. So, I don't like it. And mm-hmm. I don't, I, I know uh, Little Miss Allie, who, when she first came onto the scene, seemed like such a, you know, a very quiet, poised, like, goody two-shoes kind of girl. Mm-hmm. But turned out to be feisty. Mm-hmm. She ain't gonna like that either. So, I can't wait to see what her reaction is gonna be. Okay. After walking in on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be real interesting. They left us with that. They didn't go no further. Um, My question is, because I don't trust her, meaning Audra, Mm -hmm. is this even true? There's no proof to it. It'll be different if she could have something to stand on. Did she just, because I mean, anything is possible on the soaps. Look look at what Thomas is doing right now. And I'm so Mm -hmm. disappointed with the writers. Uh, Me too. Um, Is it possible that Audra is just making all this up for fake sympathy? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's a possibility. I didn't even think about that. She could be lying about that. She She could be lying. She actress in that moment. (laughs) Right, because here's my thing. If, you you didn't you know Noah was in General City. You know that the moment that Tucker brought you here, mm-hmm. if that was that important, that that should have been one of the first conversations that her and Noah should have had. 
why wait down the line and when you see how cutesy cutesy her him and Allie is, then you want to drop that. That's important right. if it's right. true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. With you. So I don't I, part. There's part of me if she is, you know, you know, it's a sad thing. So I don't want people out there saying, you know, I don't feel any sympathy for people who miscarry. I, I mm-hmm. my it happened to some people close to me. I know, and it's a hard thing. So because I know how social media can get, they take something that you say out of context and then they run with stuff. So yeah. let me put that out there. In the case of soap opera world. I don't know if I believe Audra. That's what I'm saying. And in in um your point, Keisha, you're right too, that if she actually, you know, just say she actually did do this, why is she using this now? And whether she used it back then or if she using it now, it's still emotional blackmail. Mm-hmm. Because you're in a position where you're trying to get something that you can't have. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know about Miss Audra on that one. But you do, we, uh, the reaction of um, Noah, though. Mm-hmm. And he, she knew that that was going to be a soft spot for him. Absolutely. Most men, it would be. Yeah. You know, especially if you were in a passionate, loving relationship. And now you know a baby was involved. Of course, somebody going to feel some kind of way about that. And she knew that. Yeah. So, my question, like you said, what is Allie going to do? <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if she is lying. I bet maybe Allie will be the one that finds out that she's lying about that. Well, try to mm-hmm. bring it to Noah's attention. Well, here's the other part. Um, The only person I heard Victor say that this week when he was talking to Michael is knowing her connection to Tucker. Remember oh, okay. he said that when they were playing chess? Mm-hmm. Noah don't know that the real reason why she's here. And I'm surprised Victor doesn't know the connection between his grandson and her. Do he even know that that was Noah's ex? I don't think he does. I, I don't think there's probably never been a... Well, you know what? Nikki knows because Noah talked to Nikki about her because remember when Nikki, um, I think they were at uh, Sharon's place, Mm -hmm. the the coffee house, and Nikki started, you know, sat down, started talking to her, trying to get information, I think, on Tucker. Mm -hmm. Wait, no, that can't be it. Because I think that if, if she knew that, then Devon and them would know that she was working with Tucker. Mm-hmm. I forget why Nikki. Nikki was questioning Audra when... So Noah told Nikki what her new career was um, in the business world. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. I remember Nikki wanting to sit down and question her about... Talk to her about something. Of course, Audra didn't know like why she was asking her all these questions. And I can't remember why Nikki wanted to talk to her. So maybe she doesn't. Maybe uh, Noah doesn't know that he's connected. She's connected to Tucker. Yeah, that well, I know that part. But even obviously, Nikki hasn't told Victor that that's his ex. So yeah. So because I would think 
that that would have came up in conversation when Michael and Victor was talking when they brought up Audra Charles and Victor saying, hey, that's Noah's ex-girlfriend from Europe. But that never came up. So I don't know if maybe the writers are strate strategically trying to eventually put all the puzzle pieces together later down the road for this big expose. Maybe that's what they're doing. But at this point, it's like everybody is in different places not knowing what and who she's about. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Either, either that or maybe they just... Uh... Maybe he just didn't think it was important. Right. I mean, that's true. That's true. Um, okay. That also leads us to a little bit that I did not say in this summary and this whole thing with uh, Ashley, Tucker, and Diane. Because now that Tucker is pissed off at Diane and he also wants to get close to Ashley, he stopped her in that elevator to give her the information on Jeremy Stark. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on all of that? Because I... Go ahead. <laughs> um, at first, I was... I guess I was confused at first as to why he was doing that, but then, because I was thinking, like, didn't... Didn't she? I thought Ashley and all of them had already known, but then I remember that um, they only knew part of that story because Jack, Jack never. Did Jack give them the full story? No, and that's the thing. Okay. Yes, I'll, I'm gonna go into that a little bit after you're done. I just want to get your thoughts, but to answer your question, no, he didn't tell them the full scope. That's what I couldn't remember if Jack told Ashley the full story or not. No. Mm -hmm. And it was like, this is a new information to Ashley, so why is he telling her this? Um, but then I realized that he thought that he was, he was giving her that information because he felt like it would make Ashley trust him. Right, exactly. Well, that, that was his whole goal, right? Exactly. Because he wanted to put all the cards on the table, let her know his involvement to bring down her defenses to say, okay, yeah. dang, he didn't have to tell me his part in this. But the, so while he's doing that, I'm thinking to myself, like, when everything comes out about what he's trying to do with Jabot mm -hmm. and trying to um, get Chancellor from Jill... The, whatever connection that you're building with Ashley is just going to disintegrate. So does he really want to get back into Ashley's life? Yeah, not only does he want to get back into Ashley's life, he wants both her to have the kingdom, which is what he's trying to create, and Devon to run it with him. And neither one of them are going to accept that. Uh, yeah, you would think, but... <laughs> he also said something about turning brother against sister. So, yeah, I didn't like that either. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. And he, uh, I, now see, okay, I thought he was talking about Lily and Devon. Is that who you talking, thought he was talking about? Uh, that's what I assumed, but I guess he could have been talking about Ashley and. Exactly, because for the early part of this week when he said that, I was pissed off. I was like, oh no, why y'all going down this route? They just started their company and, you know, yeah. merged it. And then you're going to turn Devon and Lily against each other. 
But then somebody posted on social media that, you know, he's probably going to come between Jack and Ashley, which that looked like is what's happening. Yeah, you're right. Because they've been bickering with each other ever since Diane came back into town. Mm-hmm. And it got even worse when um, Tucker showed up. Unless he, or maybe he means both. Because... I I could see him doing that with Jack mm-hmm. because him and Jack don't like each other. I would hate for him to think that doing that with Devon and Lily would be okay. Like, that's your son. And Lily, like, I don't think him and Lily really have any kind of, like, they don't dislike, I don't think Lily dislikes him, but she doesn't particularly cr- trust him. Mm-hmm. So I would hope that he wouldn't create, like, animosity there. Just, I don't know what maybe to get Devon to be on his side of the fence more would be his uh, a game for him. But <clears throat> I hope that that's, I hope that he's not trying to alter that relationship. Because uh, they're, they're pretty much all each other has now, other than um, the little brother. Uh, Moses? Yeah. And her kids, of course. And but, like, uh-huh. as far as immediate family, like, it's just the two of them. Because they're both pissed off at Nate. Mm-hmm. Their family is so small now. So, I mean, the only way that he could technically come in between them is how they decide to do this IPO. But I think he's now, after watching it over the last couple days up until yesterday and Monday, um, I honestly think that Tucker is trying to turn Jack and Ashley against each other because that IPO is not controlled. So originally I was like, oh, he's going to probably come because Devon doesn't want to move forward and Lily does, but this isn't Lily's call, it's Jill's call. Yeah. So that wouldn't even be an issue. And I think Lily would concede to Devon because he she really cares about what her brother thinks. Yeah, she does. So I don't see her turning against Devon and say, okay, fine, if you don't want to do the IPO, then just get out of here. I don't see her saying that. I do see that problem maybe happening between Jack and Ashley. So all I can say in my theory with this whole thing with Tucker is that, um, oh, and what you were saying about not having all of the information. Kyle and Jack has more information than any of them. And Diane strategically did that, which works in her favor because it makes her look transparent to the, to the people that it's meaningful for. She doesn't truly have to be transparent to the dark triad, right? Yeah. Or, they, uh, or as they call it on Monday episode, I think they call it the evil trifecta. But <laughs> I call them the three stooges on my recap channel. But um, because they're, and, and the thing is, the three of them are about to try to run Diane out of town with this whole Jeremy Stark information. Unfortunately, well, fortunately, unfortunately, unfortunate for them, but fortunate for Kyle, Diane told him, of course, that, hey, you know what? 
This guy's coming, getting out of jail. I turned him in. I maybe need to try to, because I can't eat, sleep, blah, blah, blah. I need to get out of Dodge. And Kyle was like, no, don't worry about it. I got this. I don't want you to leave. I will protect you. It's a wrap at this point. So, because Kyle is the catalyst, you tell him to shut Diane down, it's over. Mm-hmm. But as long as, it don't even mean Jack, as long as Kyle is riding for Diane, there's nothing that those three women are going to be able to do. Right. And she's, and that's what the best thing that Diane could have done is, as they say, the truth will set you free by her revealing that to him. Because they are, the girls are thinking that Diane hasn't told Jack and Kyle any of this. Mm-hmm. So when it comes out that Kyle already knows all of this, and so does Jack, there's what are you gonna do now, Nikki, Ashley, and and Phyllis? There's nothing you can do. They don't want her to leave. Yeah. So. But where Diane is is pretty much screwed is that she knows that Tucker is trying to take Jabal, Jabal, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Chancellor, and she hasn't said anything about that. That would be her go-to save card. If she ran in there after Tucker was like, you know what, I'm done with you, you better be afraid, she should have pulled uh, Jack and Kyle and say, look, you're under attack. Yep. And until she does that, mm-hmm. still, she's still in hot water. Yeah, because... And, and she's not going to do that because she, for whatever reason, is terrified of... She's too scared to tell on Tucker. But that takes her power away. The whole Jeremy Stark thing is out. He mm-hmm. revealed himself and his implications with this whole thing. She has the right card that could put her in the catbird seat by telling Kyle and Jack about that takeover of Jabal. They would think yep. she would be a, a, an angel at this point if she revealed that. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I think that's what's going to that's what's going to destroy her. Definitely. Yeah, and I, and the writers. The only thing is, is that is the writers going to go that direction? There is no way you're going to pay for Susan to come back to play Diane Jenkins for three months and then pigeonhole her. I don't see that happening. I mean, they I think, go ahead. I think it's happening. Nope. They're just going to write around it just like they do anything else. Yeah, but then what is she going to do? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying it. I was just saying they'll they'll write around it just like they do anything else that blows up to somebody. It's happened to Phyllis plenty of times. I think if they, if, if the writers are creative enough, they'll be able to think of a a new storyline that'll keep her around. They'll probably give her a break for a minute because... She's been going strong since she's been back on the show. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, they'll think of something else to to have her stick around. Yeah. Phyllis, Phyllis literally has nobody there but her daughter. So outside of um, uh, of Summer, like when Summer was off the show for a while, they, they thought of things to keep Phyllis around. So, I mean, it just takes the writers being creative about it. Yeah, I'm just wondering. I mean, Phyllis has been Michelle or, you know, Gina. She's been popping in and out, and there's rumors that she's leaving again. So I don't know 
if because a lot of times these people get sick of these storylines and they leave because it's going nowhere um and with phyllis like you said she all she has is her daughter and that job but the only thing that's really been keeping her around over the years is the relationship between Jack, Billy, and Nick. And it wasn't friendships or a solid storyline. It's just her being in a relationship. And right now, Diane has no relationships unless they put her with Jack. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'll they... Out. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to work all that in. Um, when it comes to Diane and, but yeah, I, I, I'm curious to find out how, you know, Phyllis, <clears throat> Ashley and, um, Nikki is going to feel when they think, cause they're calling her over. I think Tuesday's episode, she's going to be confronted with this information of Jer- Jeremy start getting out of jail. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, she already told Kyle about it. <laughs> so... So this is where I feel like this is where the tables will probably turn and they're probably going to give up because they're like, well, we've revealed everything X, Y, and Z and Mm -hmm. they're, they're still accepting it and they're not, you know, they're not trying to push her out of town. They're not pissed off at her. They're just letting it slide. So I could see Nikki and Ashley Mm -hmm. saying that they're done with it. Phyllis is probably just going to go somewhere and, like, stew in a corner, mm-hmm. be self-destructive. And, but other than that, there's nothing, there's literally nothing else to reveal unless there's something that we just don't know as an audience yet that the writers are going to throw mm-hmm. in there again. Yeah, well, you know but what? Uh-huh. there's nothing else, I guess, with that whole, um, with our past, with all the little seedy things that were going on that needs to be revealed. So... That's where I think it's going to come out. I don't know, like, how long they're going to wait. But Mm -hmm. eventually that's going to come out about... Because when they think everything is all... Like, everything is done with her. Mm -hmm. That's when all the the secrecy with what Tucker's doing with Jabot and Chancellor is going to come out. Yeah. Because nobody sees that coming. And what I don't understand is, why is Diane so... Like, what is she afraid of with Tucker? What does what Tucker have left to do now that... Well, but he can, he can get her with saying, if just say he's outed, right? That yeah. he's taking over Jabal. All he has to say is Diane knew all the time. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, okay. If she is the one that, said, that goes to Jack and Kyle mm-hmm. and Jill and mm-hmm. says, look, this is what Tucker is up to. Mm-hmm. What can Tucker do? What is he going to do to her? Have her killed? I don't know. I heard a rumor about her going missing. So, I don't know. Um, and I've been trying to stay in the know and listen to, you know, some of the information that's being sent to me and stuff like that coming up down the road. But I there was something that's saying that she's going to be missing and Kyle's going to be worried or looking for her. I, that, and I'll keep that in the rumor category until I even see something that's maybe going to lead up to that. So, I don't know. Maybe he's a lot... He's got a threat or something out there that's saying, you know, I could kill you, I could put you away, I could do this and that. I don't know. But she's really afraid of this man. Yeah, and that's what I don't get. Like, Kyle and Jack would protect her. Mm-hmm. 
if she went to them and said, look, I know I said there was nothing else, but I was terrified of Tucker. I didn't, I didn't know what he was going to do to me. He's threatening my life or whatever. He's threatening me. And I was afraid to say something at first, but I have to tell you X, Y, Z about what he, the, the business side of what he's doing, trying to take Jabot and Chancellor and all that kind of stuff. And if she, if she asked mm-hmm. Jack or Kyle for help or protection or whatever, they would give it to her. They would totally give it to yeah. her and make sure Tucker, you know, didn't, didn't do anything to her. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would do the best that they could. But at that point, there's nothing Tucker's, um, his business plans are out the window. Um, he probably wouldn't stay in town because Ashley isn't going to want anything to do with him. Mm-hmm. His son isn't going to want anything to do with him when his son finds out what he was trying to do because that affects his sister. So he wouldn't have, Tucker himself wouldn't have anybody there. He'd have no reason to stick around other than to um, enact some type of revenge plan on Diane. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I, gotta, I guess we're going to have to see where they're going to go with this because yeah, I, you got a lot of good information there. Um, yeah, it just depends on where the writers are going to go. Yep. All right. Last, the biggest storyline this week is this Abby Devon and Amanda and Chance thingy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly think, I, I have my own reservations on this storyline. Um, but I know that Michelle Morgan was leaving the show. Mm-hmm. So obviously she needed an exit strategy. But I didn't know if it was going to be this. Yeah. A lot of unhappy fans about this storyline. A lot. And it's not because they wanted Abby and Chance to stay together. Because I honestly think that that was doomed. But Abby and Devon is just, I don't know, it's just not an on-screen chemistry to me. I mean, even though they really have been great friends over the years and he donated, you know, to have a child. They went through this whole custody thing and, you know, having him. But to say, okay, I'm feeling bad today. You're feeling bad today. Let's have sex on the couch, the floors, the stairs, and the stereo on the wall. I mean, come on. And writers are tro- they they knew this wasn't gonna go over well, which is why they had that whole I haven't seen a scene like that in the soaps in a very long time. I mean the stairs, the wall, the floor, the couch. I don't know that I've ever seen a scene like that. May have we even <laughs> seen that on bold? I don't think so. I not, mean, not to that extreme. Not to that extreme. I have seen. I do remember the one scene between Sharon and Adam when they were up against the wall. But that was it. And the next thing you know, they went to the bed, and the scene changed. Yeah. And then they wake up later to looking exhausted. That's it. Yeah. They really tried to sell this. Yeah, they did. <sighs> There were some parts where it was almost like you could tell that the actors mm-hmm. felt maybe felt awkward. There were some like some 
some arm movements or placements or just the way like they were kissing each other mm-hmm. it was like you could tell they were really good friends having to do a love scene and it was weird for them <laughs> yeah and i'm wondering her husband justin gaston i'm like um I hope did you I know they're both in the movie and soap industry, both of them, but yeah. I I'm wondering if he's looking like, Man, that's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so I know a lot of I know like people feel like they don't have chemistry. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm kinda hoping that they still try to explore a a relationship between them and maybe the chemistry part of it will change because I kind of like the idea of Abby and Devon being together I liked it years ago when they um tried to date on a date Mm -hmm. and then of course it didn't work out for whatever reason um so I don't know I'm hoping that maybe something will change I really my favorite pairing with Devon Outside of Hillary, because I I really liked him with Hillary. Mm-hmm. I liked him with um. I oh. thought him and Mariah were cute together. Okay. But yeah, that that whole little scene was a uh, that was a trip. That was a trip. <laughs> I mean, I had to ask myself, am I watching daytime soaps or is this? Um, BT or is this Cinemax? Cinemax. Or <laughs> Cinemax or HBO Showtime. I mean, After Dark. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't mad at it. I mean, listen, that's the type of... Now, I will say, and I had this conversation with another soap fan earlier this week, that scene right there is what I would have loved to see with Hope and Thomas. Oh, yeah, that was you were. That was us talking about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was me and you. Okay. I also was talking about that with somebody else. So it was a couple people then. Oh, okay. That uh-huh. scene right there, because even that daydream, and I don't want to jump too far ahead. That daydream that Thomas had with Hope, that was fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I just fire. don't like him being creepy about it. Yeah, I just don't like the creepy zone that they got him wrapped into. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think Hope need a little bit more spice in in her life outside of lame old Liam. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I don't care if it's no, Finn. Listen, even if they throw Finn in there, I don't know. Somebody. <laughs> Get his girl a you lifeline. Nope, you leave Finn alone. <laughs> we will not do this. Okay, we gonna we gonna leak. But see, the the problem is, is that. Oh, okay, we'll I I we'll save that for bowl. Okay, we'll save that for for bowl because we gotta talk about that. Uh, I, I, mm, okay. Um. Yeah, I'm just I I just I'm not feeling. I don't know. I just don't. I know you like him, but I, mm, go ahead. We knew this was coming. We knew it was coming, we knew but it was coming. as soon as they agreed to have that baby together, regardless of how they did it, we knew eventually the writers were going to try it again. Mm. And then, especially when they kept doing the little, like they would show Chance watching them 
um, like early on when the baby first got here. Mm-hmm. They would show Chance and Abby. Being like a Chance. third wheel. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like staring at Abby and Devon while they're like, you know, <clears throat> spending time with the baby or whatever whatever it is that they were doing. They would show him looking as if he felt like an outsider. Okay. Um, that's true. I, I Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. Now, what do you think about when Amanda and Chance walked in? They played. I will say that the or the um, the anticipation that came with that, the writers did a good job with that because she was yes. about to open the door, and then Nate called her over, and then Chance and her came out in the hallway at the same time, and then ultimately they walked into the apartment. I mean, the condo, the penthouse together. You know what I was thinking that whole time was like. Please let Nate get on that elevator before she opens the door. Because the last thing we need is Nate getting up on his high horse and scolding Devon. Just because you know he's just waiting for an opportunity to um, to get back at Devon about something. So when he finds out about all this... Oh, it's going to happen. Because you... you seriously, because honestly... That whole fight where Nate lost his whatever, mm-hmm. he was pissed off that Nate did that, but then he turned around Devon and did that to Chance. Yeah. You know, and well, I can't put it all on him because Abby is married to the man too. So right. they right. did it to Chance, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I can't wait for to see what his reaction is going to be. Only problem... I'm having an issue with is the moment. I mean, Chancellor Winters is falling apart right now mm-hmm. because they've lost. They've lost Nate, of course, to espionage. Billy is in La La Land right now because that's another mm-hmm. thing we got to talk about. Billy and Chelsea and Adam, and then um, so they lost the two COOs. Then they're about to lose Amanda. She's part of the lead legal part of that company. Yep. She's leaving. And then they got the fallout with Devon and Chance. Now, Chance is Jill's grandson. Oh, yeah. So, you know that, you know, she's going to have a problem with that. Yep. I didn't even think about that part of it. Yeah. That's Jill's grandson. Hmm. Chance is, I feel like, taking it a lot better. Or he is very calm. It, it was almost like he was relieved. Yeah, because he, he was expecting it. He said he saw it all along. Yeah. But he kept That's, giving it the I, benefit of the doubt. There's no proof I to think, it. I think that he's still bothered by the Ashland stuff. Because he brought that Oh, of up course. Too. Of course. I think that, I feel like that has been what his biggest, um, his, his biggest issue has been in their marriage thus far is the shit that he, the stuff, excuse me, <laughs> the stuff that he did with, for, for them mm-hmm. with the whole Ashlyn case. Like that's, that's bugging him because he knows that what he did was not what he normally would have done had that been a family that he didn't know. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what? Abby has always been selfish. 
somebody posted something and hold on let me find it and i'm gonna say what it was give me a second oh i think i know what poster talked about about all of the the times that she cheated with other people's significant others yeah let me see because mm -hmm. i had a i had a what you call it about it okay do 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 okay they said and shout out to who posted this Oh, I don't have her name. Okay. Abby is worse than Tucker. That's what they said. Think about the reason Abby hates Tucker. It's because he cheated on her mom with both Diane and Harmony, which is his baby mama. Harmony, which is Devon's mom. That's how they wrote it. Abby cheated with Austin, Summer's husband. She cheated with her sister Victoria's boyfriend, Stitch. She also cheated with Sharon's boyfriend, Scott. And now she cheated with Amanda's boyfriend, Devon. It looks to me like Abby is a bigger cheater than Tucker, but she goes ballistic at the very sight of Tucker. Double standard much. Abby score Tucker two, Abby four. And I had totally forgotten about Scott and Stitch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was it? Um... Wait, who did that say? Stitch was dating who? Victoria. Wasn't there an issue with... Her mama and Stitch. Her mom and yes. Stitch? Yes. After or before Abby? After before who? Was that after him and him and Abby were together? I'm trying to or think. Before? I don't... It was some something going on between those two because I'm wondering if Ashley ended up with Stitch after he got with Abby. So Victoria had him first. Abby cheated with him. And then and it, well, it had then Ashley came into the picture somehow. It would have had to have been before Stitch and Abby got married then because I can't see Ashley. Who was know, pregnant? Yeah, but, yeah, because Stitch and Abby was expecting and when Stitch's son tripped her down them stairs with that wire remember yeah. she yeah. lost the baby yeah which is why she was having a problem conceiving again because there's scar tissue from that from that miscarriage yeah, yeah. he left shortly after that so it must have been before before they got married before mm -hmm. they got really serious I oh. think is when it was okay gotcha I think. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> Listen, we try to figure it out. That's been a while. <laughs> Listen, it's so much has happened. But, yeah, she's so pissed off about Tucker. She couldn't stand the sight of him when she came into town. She gave him all types of side eyes and daggers and stuff. And then you turn around and do the same thing in less than two weeks. Girl, please. Baby back. She talking about, I don't want him around my son. I don't want him being a, a bad influence on my son. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I had, I saved that clip because I knew we was going to talk about it this weekend. And I'm like, oh, let me save that, that, uh, that post. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but anywho, yeah, I mean, she, mm -mm. and going back to what you were saying about Chance and how he, did all that for her father. Abby has always been selfish. Mm 
Mm-hmm. It's always about me, 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 me. You knew what type of job this man had. And he still tried to get little moments with you. Yeah. Even if you are on a date and he got a call. That last time when they were at Noah's Club, he came back. Yep. And all you do is whine and cry and complain and wah, 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 wah. Then he saved your father and your sister and everybody else who knew about what happened. And Nicholas, Nicholas, Victoria, and and Victor from going to jail with that whole thing with Ashlyn Locke. Mm -hmm. And this is what you do? Yeah. Well, just to let y'all know, spoiler alert, Chance drops her like a hot potato on Monday. Yeah, that was predictable it was predictable now what is also predictable is that they're probably going to push him to sharon Hmm. yep now my question is now that she's no longer with chance do she still continue to live in the chancellor mansion (laughs) i doubt it i'm like are you going (laughs) (laughs) because i'm like does she have a home I guess they would, what if she lived in um, one of those houses on the Newman property, the Newman Ranch? Well, Adam lives there now at the, at the one of them, I think it's a tack house with with um, Connor. Oh, yeah, that is where they moved into. Huh? Yeah, Connor lives on the Newman property. So uh, where's Abby going to go? That's why, because I'm like, hmm, I'm wondering if she's going to... Because I don't see Chance. Oh, yeah, the penthouse. Devon will have to move in with him, I bet. Oh, okay, well, that answers that question. You bring you bring my son on over here with me. <laughs> and you come on with him. Girl, wait a minute. <laughs> People were rolling when Abby ran out of there and forgot the baby. I forgot the baby. <laughs> and then when she went back. When she went back to the vine, he was like, "Yeah, I couldn't follow. I couldn't follow Amanda out because the baby was right." Her. Y'all just forgot all all that was going on on the stairs and the floor and everything, and the and baby upstairs. Yeah, he's up there stay, taking a nap. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he was safe and sound in his crib. Oh my goodness, girl, that is so crazy. Okay, yeah, I. Well, we'll see how they're probably going to, like you say, move her in with him. Because then the baby, she'll get out of Chance's place. Mm-hmm. And we probably won't even see too much of that over there anymore. Because Chance ain't hardly at home anyway. And Jill don't live there. And so, yeah. we won't see the Chancellor Mansion probably for a minute after all that. Um, I, huh? Uh, what's her name? Chloe and Kevin, did they still live there? Oh, yeah. I forgot about Chloe and Kevin. I ain't seen her in a while, and she got fired, and she don't even know. Right. (laughs) Oh, man, we still got that to talk about, too. Oh, okay. Um, All right, let's move on to that part, and then it'll move us on to the whole Chelsea situation. So, Victoria, of course, hired Nate. Mm Mm-hmm. Sally's out. No big surprise. It was coming. She was on borrowed time anyway. Everybody know how I feel about that situation. She was up in the air, and then she decided to settle down with Nick. How do you... What do you think about that? Um... 
I, I don't think she's being true to herself, but okay. I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out is, is she really, is she really truly over Adam? And what made her pick Nick over Adam? Like, is she, is she still, because, I mean, they have cordial conversations. They're civil with each other now. Like, it's not one of those things where she sees them at the coffee house. She turns the other way. Like, she'll go over and sit and talk with them. So, and obviously, you know, she really loved him. So, I don't, I guess I, I don't understand why she went with Nick over Adam. Well, she, Because her and Nick are in love. Right. That just happened over the past, what, three weeks, month? Yeah, so, I, I don't know if she, my guess is she's still hurt and pissed off by the way that he handled the situation the, the fake breakup thing mm-hmm. and how he treated her during that time she just isn't over it and maybe that's why she is going with nick right now instead of adam but yeah well I, she claimed I feel like that later on down the line that's gonna change she claimed that she don't want to live in a relationship that's chaotic but you are chaotic you're still part of who you are sally is chaotic it is what it is. Just like Phyllis can't deny who she is. Diane can't deny who she is. I mean, you're chaotic. Now, I'm not saying that she could change, but she's she's been the alley cat survivalist all her life. Yeah. And for her to get with, with Nicholas is safe. It might feel comfortable, but that chaos is going to want to come out like Billy. And she he she ain't gonna want to deal with that, you know. I mean, Billy is restless. He thought he could fit into this everyday nine to five and be that good guy that works in the corporate world with his girlfriend who's running things. It it only works for so long, and I only think that's the same thing with Sally. She's going to look for drama somewhere. Yeah. She gonna be scheming. Schemes is what she know. Carbon copy of Phyllis. Exactly. That's all Nick Nick has is a younger Phyllis. Yep. Mm-hmm. Until what? He she go back and sleep with Adam on the slide, and then you're gonna be pissed off. Yeah. Although I will say when it comes to like the comparison between her and Phyllis, I think Sally is probably a little more reasonable than Phyllis is. Phyllis just just like this situation with Diane, she just out of control control of her emotions. And I've never seen well, you know what I take that back. On Bone the Beautiful, that whole situation with Flo and, and Wyatt, she lost control of her emotions then. Yes she did. But, but since she's been on Y and R, I've never really seen her like just be blind with rage like Phyllis does. Yeah, I mean that even that whole situation when she was trying when Liam was with Steffi, and she was almost killed in rubble mm-hmm. with with Liam. It's like chaos surrounds you. You like doing things like that, and you know just hanging around with Nick. And well, that was Bill. Huh? She didn't have anything to do with that building coming down on them. Well, I know that was Bill, but a lot of that had to do with the fact that you knew what you weren't getting involved. You know that man was about to destroy that building. Why would you go in there? Mm-hmm. But um, 
what's up, what's up, with, with the situation now, it's like Nick is supposed to be, and sometimes Adam calls him out, this whole holier-than-thou type of dude who's the nice guy. And there's nothing wrong with nice guys, but chaotic women, you're, you're gonna, all you're going to do is eventually either cheat on them, run over them. You know, right now it seems nice and safe. And at the same time, she's sticking it to Adam because there's a part of her that knows that this is hurting Adam. And he's supposed to lash out next week. Mm-hmm. So she knows what she's doing. And that's part of the chaos. Why not get under Adam's skin by getting with his brother? Yeah. So. Well. But, um, yeah, that whole thing is just a hot mess. I'm over that. I was hoping that they put those two, Adam and Chelsea, together because they would have been a hot couple. Let them do the scene that Devon and Abby did. Yeah, that would have been a good scene between them. That would have been a good scene between Adam and and um Sally. But anyway, they didn't do it. Alright, and then Chelsea and... Okay, so Billy was pissing me off last week and this week because he wanted to have total control over who knows what's going on with Chelsea. Now, I get it. We applaud him for saving her life, you know, getting her off that roof. But then this whole incessant need of this is Adam's fault why she's doing this. And, well, I don't know if I should have Adam around her because it's going to be bad for her. And it's like, dude, no, that man got a son with her. He needs to know. And I don't blame Adam for being pissed off. What was that, yesterday or Thursday? About them not telling him up now. I mean, then, then Sharon had the nerve to get s- snippy with him, too. And I'm like, girl, if you don't stop. Yeah. I thought she was going to be the one that... Right. That talked some sense into Billy about it. I mean, I guess she did, kind of, but I feel like she could have done it from the jump. Exactly. She know better. She's the therapist. Right. Plus, the therapist had already said, we need to get the, the mom... I mean, get the son and the son's father involved and they just yeah. dragged this on and dragged this on and she listening to billy and i don't know i'm like dude you you got to deal with some stuff yourself who are you to direct what everybody else is doing right yep yeah i i wasn't feeling that i was so glad i i really enjoyed watching that whole scene with adam and chelsea for I a change too. I did too. It was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yep, and he was like, you know, I'm here for you. If you don't want to talk, we can just sit. Are you mm-hmm. taking care of my boy? Oh, he's fine. He really loves you. Chelsea, you're a good mom. All of that. Yeah. And Billy think, well, he's going to come up in there and be the big, bad boogeyman. I mean, come on, dude. And Chelsea is not blaming him either. Right. So. She's taking accountability. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she even said, no, not all of this is his fault. I've done some horrible things, which she has. And that's the thing. You can't sit up there and blame everything on Adam. Yep. So, go ahead. What's your thoughts, girl? Hmm? I said, what's your thoughts? No, I agree with everything you just said. 
I really liked the scene between um, Adam and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. He was very, you know, very sweet and reassuring and supportive. And even when she, what she said to him, when she said that he was a good person. Yeah, he got some goodness uh, in him. I forget how she worded it. She said that you have some goodness in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was that was a very sweet thing for her to say to him. Because I was worried that when he um, showed up there, that she was going to, you know, lash out at him and, mm-hmm. you know, be crappy towards him and try to blame him for something, which then would have maybe caused him to, well, you're not seeing our son until I'm ready for you to see him because you've got problems. You know what I mean? Right. None, of, none down, of that happened. Down that road and I'm glad right. it didn't. Right. I'm I'm, it, it went the complete opposite. And exactly. He was very supportive and understanding of what she was going through and she was accepting like the things that he was saying to her and and she told him all i need you to do is take care of our son and you know be there for him and so i thought that that was a really sweet moment between them um and i'm with you when it comes to billy like he's just he wants to control anything that has to do with adam he has to be in control of the situation and I think that's all it is. I think is that he just doesn't want Adam to to be around. He doesn't he doesn't want Adam's input or involvement other than, you know, to take care of his kid. That's it. But anything else that has to do with Chelsea personally, he can't be involved with. He can't have anything to do with. And it's like Chelsea is not she's not your woman. Mm-hmm. You and Chelsea aren't best friends. You know what I mean? Like And it's impacting his relationship with Lily too. Yes. Yeah, and that's the other thing is like Lily is asking him questions like you're being like I get I get that this is Chelsea's business. But if it's affecting your relationship to where you're never home because you're always there with her, then I think Lily has a right to know something. Right. And him being all oh, it's not my business to tell, but you're over there with her how many hours out of the day? You drop what you're doing when she calls or if you see like at the the club when you saw her you know going to the rooftop and looking upset you dropped what you were doing with us and you went up to the roof to check on her so you need to be telling me more than just there's something going on with her and that's it Mm -hmm. so i i I don't blame uh, lily for how she's reacting to the situation but I did appreciate how Billy explained, like, um, I felt like I had to be there for her because I've been where she is. And if you've never felt the things that we have felt, like been in those dark places, then it's hard to explain and it's hard for you to understand. So I thought I thought him explaining that to her was good in the way that he did it. He just should have done this two weeks ago right. instead of waiting until... You know, Chelsea almost hurt herself mm-hmm. and was admitted to a hospital. And now you're explaining everything. Right. He that, should have done that a long time ago. Yeah. So it's just his timing. It's just the way that he just has to be, feels like he has to be in charge of everything. And his his ambiguity with it um, when it came to Lily is where the issues were very vague um i have to you know handle this situation with chelsea 
I'm not, I won't be home or I'll be home later or whatever it was that he did. So Billy, Billy just doing Billy things. <laughs> Billy doing <laughs> Billy things. Yeah. I mean, even I, I just, like you say, just give an explanation. I mean, yeah. even if he says, look, you have to keep that. I mean, this didn't happen at the hospital, right? right? So if this was something that happened in the frames of the hospital, then, you know, or any documentation, then, yeah, that's a HIPAA violation. But what happened on that roof on our night that we were on a date? Why not sit down and say, Lily, you know, especially if this woman is somebody that you're in a relationship, this is your best friend outside of Chelsea, you need to be transparent. Something bad happened on that roof. She almost took her life. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? That was a short statement. You didn't have to go into details that she stood on the edge and she tried to jump. All she had, all he had to say, she almost took her life. Lily would have been done with the conversation. Yeah. She would have been done with the conversation, but they making it so vague. And Lily is like, okay, what are you, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Yeah. I mean, and even when Adam was with, um, with Chelsea at the mental institute, it was the same thing. She was talking about the whole life raft and I'm drowning and I didn't want to be a burden. And, Obviously, it seems like Adam got it. Yeah. But, I don't know. It it was just... It, maybe they want to be sensitive on what your words that they use on the show. And I get it. Um, But I just... It's just so much vagueness and metaphors and things that was happening. It's like, why won't y'all just tell these people that... It's a nice way to say that without using the S word. You know what I mean? Right. Even though it's a bad situation. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think Billy and Chelsea probably might end up getting together. Because now I, I just don't see that long term at this point with Lily and Billy. If you always go on saving your exes, and then you come back to me and say, I ain't got time to work. I don't want to work here. I need to be over somewhere else. I'm be looking at you like, okay, well, maybe that's where you need to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, how can you foster a relationship by always trying to save your exes? He did the same with Victoria. Now he's doing the same with Chelsea. Yeah. Did, um, I can't remember. Did he tell Lily that he was he had done all he could do for Chelsea and it's in Adam's hands now or something like that? Did he say that well, he, was he said away? that was was that yesterday? Because she was like, okay, so you're done. And he's like, not quite yet. There's more to do. And the interesting thing is next week, those two are going to get out, get into it about who has the best care for Chelsea. And it's like Billy. Oh, Billy and Adam going to get into it. I think it's next Wednesday or Thursday. Hold on. Because I got the notes. Um, That's going, yeah, next Wednesday. Billy and Adam differ on how to help Chelsea. And it's like, Billy, take a step back. Yeah. You're not the doctor. You got your own issues. You already said that this triggered you. Right. And that's the other thing. You got you got problems of your own. Why are you trying to help somebody else when you haven't fully, really taken care of your issues? Exactly. 
You're not in the best position. I mean, you could be there, support, come and visit. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, Check but... in. But he wants to be the caretaker. Right. No. It's like he's got to be in the mix. He's got to be the one that fixes her. Yeah. Uh, and Lily um, is also, like on Thursday, Lily is suspicious of Billy's behavior. So, obviously, whatever goes down on Wednesday leads into Lily not being happy with him on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> because he's doing too much. That's that whole term, you're doing too much. And, I mean, I, I don't want to take away the fact that he really was there for her at the most important time. But she has a doctor. She yeah. got Sharon. She also has a man that has her son. They have a son together. Right. Be her friend, but don't be an interloper. <laughs> yeah. And the other question I have about Billy is, mm -hmm. he's what, supposed to be in his maybe 40s, I'm guessing? Who, early, uh, yeah, something like that. Like early 40s, maybe? Yeah. And he's still talking about Finding himself. Finding himself. You need to find some therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's what I feel like he needs. I feel like he needs some in intense therapy. And I don't know what else. Because he's been... what Their family has been in the business world since before he was born. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's basically been a businessman his entire life. Mm -hmm. He hasn't really done anything else. Mm -mm. So, like, I, I don't understand. With all this money that your family has, how come you can't figure out what it is that you want to do with your life? Well, as they say, money don't necessarily make people happy. He don't have a purpose. Men, from what I know in general, men has to have purpose. They have to have a purpose. And he don't know what his purpose is. Now, I honestly think that that whole podcasting thing was the best for him, which he felt himself. He could talk about his problems. He can put it out there, have somebody to vent to. And, of course, Chelsea fit into that match, which she has issues that she needs to talk about. So they both had the same energy in that podcast. I think Lily should have left him there. Create the position around him to run the communications part of it with the podcasting and all of that and left him there. When Lily pulled him out of that saying, well, you need to be doing your COO job. The podcasting was just a side thing. She, Lily should have left him there. But she didn't make him leave. That's the thing. But she, the, but she was very that. passive she, aggressive about that annoyed. though. For sure. Right. She was annoyed with him. And she but she gave him the option. She asked him. Now Billy decided that he wanted to try to make her happy. That's his fault. Instead of being honest with her. That's on Billy. That's not on Lily. Because Lily asked him, Is this what you want to do? And he said, No, I I wanna work with you. I'm gonna I'll drop the podcast and I'll come back to to Chancellor Winters. That's, that was his decision. I think they both have some accountability on this. This girl know that that man did not want, even from jump when she got the CEO job. And she was begging him. And he told her multiple times, at what point do you let that go? Let it go. If somebody, it shouldn't take five no's to get you to get the point. 
And then she was, please do this for me. I want, I'll be so happy. And in a way, that's manipulative and passive aggressive. And then you get him in there. You give him the job. And then he say, hey, let's add the podcasting thing to it. Okay, great. Do the podcasting thing. He goes down there and he enjoys it. She realizes that, okay, you enjoying that a little bit too much, Billy. You still got to help me up here. Now, he feeling some kind of way because he's making his girlfriend happy. Women do that all the time. They'll put these things out there and have somebody feeling some kind of way. And then when they get into it, the guy don't want to be there. Everybody, a lot of people do that. I don't want to shift it all onto the women. You got folks that try to make people feel guilty. And then when them people say, okay, fine. And then when they get into it, then they're not giving the energy that they need to give. Lily knew this man wasn't cut out for that. His history shows this. His, and Jill knows that. That's why Jill is begging and pleading. But Jill, you know your son since he was a boy. This is who he is. It's no surprise. But people like Lily and Phyllis and whoever else that he's dated always think that they can change him. And they can't. You can't change somebody who don't even know who they are. You don't know who he is. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I just, I, I can't, I can't put the blame on someone else, regardless of how much she begs him. Billy is a forty-plus-year-old man. I can't put the blame on somebody else for him deciding to do something that he really didn't want to do when he could have just said. I don't want to do this. That's maybe that's part of his problem is he's trying to please everybody else. Yeah, because and the only reason that people become people pleasers is because of the fact that they know that people aren't going to respect their no. When people say, "Okay, fine. I always want to make you happy." It's usually because that other person don't respect no. <laughs> Because if that person, if you say, I don't want to do this, and the person says, okay, fine, walk away, then you don't have to try to please that person because you know that person respect your boundaries. Mm-hmm. But because nobody respects his boundaries, then he like trying to make people happy. But that's just my thought. I know we're not going to agree. <laughs> because, I, I mean, I feel like he does it in his own way, too, with this stuff with Chelsea. Yeah, they're both, they all got issues, both of them, you know. And so, I honestly, I was never a fan of them two being together because they're just not a good fit. They're not a good fit. And when you got somebody who, like Lily, yes, she came out of the whole prison thing with Hillary, got her life back on track, got her kids in college, all of that to somebody who don't even know what they want. It's just not a good mix. Because what you're going to do is you're going to end up carrying that person or pushing them to do something when they don't really know what they want to do. But, hey, I know... Billy has to figure out his life before he gets in a relationship with anybody else because that's going to be him with anybody. Yeah, and whoever comes... Maybe with Chelsea. Uh Maybe in the very beginning, Chelsea will be that free-spirited, I'll-accept-you-for-who-you-are kind of person. But Chelsea herself can be selfish. And eventually there's going to be something that she's going to want Billy to do or beg for him to do that he doesn't really want to do. 
So it's like, at what point do you, <clears throat> does it stop being everybody else? And what? it starts mm-hmm. being you that is making these stupid decisions that is ruining your relationships with other people or your professional life or whatever else it is that um, these decisions are affecting. Yeah, well, if those two get together, it's going to turn into a trauma bond, which, yeah, because they're both bonding through the traumas in their life. They all end up with a trauma bond, and so that's not good either, even though the writers are probably going to go that route. But I know for myself, if I know that that guy has a history of just being all over the place, has no purpose, no consistency, none of that. I'm not getting involved in that when I know that I'm looking for something substantial and consistent in somebody who know what they want and know their purpose. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is trying to build a man or trying to fix somebody or save them or change them that normally don't work and look like to me, he got a history of the women that he previously dealt with with that. And people still sign up for Billy each and every time. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that you have to look into. It's one thing to fall for somebody, but you also got to figure out what you're falling for. <laughs> so, you know, and he, the history precedes itself with Billy Abbott. I mean, mm-hmm. sheesh. Victoria had enough. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Victoria. Victoria and 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 um, Chelsea and Phyllis and Sharon. and They can't save him. He got to save himself. Mm-hmm. And he's not doing that. And Jill can't. His own mama can't save him. Yep. So, but anywho, um, I'm just glad that Chelsea got time got a chance to talk to Adam and that that was I love that scene between the two of them I mean he was was probably favorite scene this week yes I agree with you on that one that was a that was a a very nice warm scene because they've been at odds for so long yeah and you know Chelsea will get mad and say well what are you trying to do and you trying to do this to me and she'll run off and I'm like oh my god even last week or the week or whatever the Halloween episode mm-hmm. when Chelsea showed up at the coffee house mm-hmm. and Sally was sitting with um, Connor. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought Chelsea was gonna. Well, what is she doing here? Right. Some to say to Sally, and she didn't. She was just like, "Hi, Sally." Just like very nice and normal and calm. I was hoping Adam told Chelsea about. Um, the whole thing with the boys having a conversation at the Halloween party. He didn't mention that yet. Maybe it'll come out next week. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if I, that would have been one of the first things that I would have talked about with her. Yeah, because that was the, her biggest. That was the gut punch for her. Yeah, and so I feel like mm-hmm. maybe. Go ahead. Maybe after mm-hmm. she gets through her therapy. Um, in the hospital, then that could be something that's brought up, mm-hmm. or the, whenever she um, visits with Connor, if Connor wants to talk to her about that, mm-hmm. but it, I would have brought it up to her 
like my first visit with her. I don't know if that would have been a thing to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. But I know eventually if it does come out, she'll be glad to hear that because that's what yeah. she wanted to do is to bond the boys. Yeah. So bad time. <laughs> Look at <that> bad timing. <laughs> yep, bad timing. Okay. So did we cover everything? I think so. Yeah. It was a lot this week on the Young and the Restless. Yeah, All right, let's move over to Bowl, girl. We got into some deep stuff talking about Billy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's why Billy's this a is mess. a podcast. Yeah, Billy's a hot mess. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the bold and the beautiful for the week of November 7th through the 11th. Hope warded off a kiss from Thomas and questioned whether he could accept that and will never happen. Again, uh, Ridge and Brooke ended their marriage through an annulment. She realized it was due to Thomas. Thomas ordered Douglas to delete the voice app from his phone. So, where do you want to go with this, girl? Uh, let's talk about that voice app and Douglas and all them. That little situation. Okay. Douglas is what, like, eight? Not eight or nine. Someone, maybe like seven, eight years old, I think. Take that voice phone from him and delete the app. And put a lock on what he can download, because you can do that. Like, why why are you still having this conversation about him playing with this app? And also, mm-hmm. um, when he was with Donna, mm-hmm. so, okay, so we know what's going on, right. of course. Right. But Donna has no clue what's going on. Douglas has no clue what's going on. Right. So. Sorry about the, the noise, I, guys. Sorry about that noise. Go ahead. Uh, I didn't like the way Donna, so he's trying to discipline his son. He's mm-hmm. like, I asked you, I told you to delete that app. I mm-hmm. told you to stop playing with it. That app isn't a game. Mm-hmm. And you keep disobeying me. Mm-hmm. And here comes Donna, like, oh, I'm okay with it. It's okay. You know, I even though he tricks me with that app, it's not a big deal. And it's like, Donna, that is not your son. That mm-hmm. is not your child. Mm-hmm. I'm disciplining my child right now. I need you to be quiet. Which is what he told her. Yeah. But for her to, like, the way that she, just the fact that she thought that it was okay to put her two cents in. Mm-hmm. It was like, mind your business. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was like he was yelling at Douglas. He wasn't, you know, he didn't grab him by his arm and mm-hmm. shake him or anything like that. He was like, Look, I've asked you to delete this and you keep disobeying me. Now, delete this app. I'm not going to ask you again. He was just stern with the way he was talking to him. Right. And there was nothing wrong with it. But she made it seem like like the faces that she was making and <clears throat> the way she walked out of the room and was like, you would have thought Thomas, you know, was yelling at the top of his lungs at Douglas and scared the little boy. Mm-hmm. Like, no. You know, trying to discipline his son that, where he's told him multiple times to do one thing and he's not listening to him and you putting your two cents in does not help mm-hmm. so that was that was annoying and he could have easily his explanation about this could be you can use that to I don't know call one of your friend's parents and pretend to be me so you can go spend a night at their house or call the school or, or I've heard of kids calling their schools to 
excuse them for school so they can skip or mm-hmm. and fine. so of course he wouldn't do anything like this but i mean to act like that would be dangerous yeah i mean or, honestly yeah i mean if you could change your voice to sound like somebody else yeah mm-hmm so yeah um, i didn't I, I agree with you on that. Uh, they made it look like he was trying to be low-key abusive to his son. Right. And Donna's giving them weird looks like, how dare you talk to that kid like that? Uh, that's called discipline. He didn't right. lay hands. He didn't put nothing on him. He told him specifically to stop using that app. Now, like you said, we know what's going on. Yeah. You know, from what he did the, with the Brooks situation, CPS, but... In any other circumstance, fathers are disciplining their sons. And yes, they have a voice. So, you know, for her to look at him like who you... She, she was basically looking at him like, who are you talking to? Right, right. Uh, he's talking to his son, Donna. Right. And it's best for you to stay. And he did say, you know what, this is between me and my son. And she walked away. With an know, attitude. With an attitude. <laughs> now, you know she's going to run over there. Is she going to tell Brooke? Or is she going to exactly. tell Hope? Yep. I was over there, and he was really harsh with Douglas. Over this act. Over this voice-changing mm-hmm. act. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anywho, yeah, girl, that's a good one. Because it, that was, I was looking at her like, wait a minute, girl. Slow your roll. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if he, if daddy told him, delete the app, delete the app. Right. You know, now we know why Thomas want the app gone. But yeah, anywho. Um, okay. What do you think about the annulment situation? I, I mean, I could understand why Brooke would be hurt by that mm-hmm. because Nathoman is basically saying that the marriage never happened kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what the difference is? Mm-hmm. So I could understand her being upset about that for sure. Um, I just think it's it's weak to me that he feels like he needs to go over there mm-hmm. and talk to her about it again. And it's like, you've had this con- the same conversation with Brooke how many times? Mm-hmm. So, why did you feel the need to go over there and rehash it? Like, if you're not going to tell her, if you're not just going to tell her what the issue is, then stop bringing it up. Stop going over there and trying to, like, don't come over here and ask me if I'm okay. You just serve me with the Noma papers. Mm-hmm. You wanted this. You you wanted to do this as if this marriage never happened. So I need you to go on back over there with your with your first family, and you spend all that time that you want to spend with them. You spend it with them now. Don't come over here asking me if I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Don't act like you care, because that's what it is. Like he he wants to show her that he cares, but yet you ask for an annulment. <laughs> right. Didn't even want a divorce. You wanted an annulment. So. That's just, and that's what Rich does. He sends mixed signals. Mm-hmm. Between him, between Taylor, or between her and between Taylor, he does nothing but send those women mixed signals constantly. Yeah. He's Liam, a, uh, Liam is Ridge 2.0. Mm-hmm. 
Just the two of them. They're, they're exactly the same with the moms and the daughters. Yeah. And I'm tired of hearing Steffi and Thomas talk about their parents and their family getting back together. Mm-hmm. That's so annoying. That script, I feel like the script is just a rerun every week. <laughs> it like, is. With, with Steffi, I feel like she's been saying the same thing for the last however many months it has been since um, Krista Allen has been back on the sh- has been on the show. Mm-hmm. It's so annoying. It is. It's it's just absolutely ridiculous. And they keep replaying the whole Monaco scene. They keep replaying yeah. that CPS call. And it's like, don't y'all got some other material? Yeah. We kind of got a break from all of that with that fashion show. Yeah. You know, because it's like y'all keep doing this, recycling the same little clips every time. I was like, dang, okay, cool. We ain't seen the Monaco thing. And then sure <laughs> enough, Taylor started thinking about it yesterday. Yeah. I'm just... Then, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna... The, the conversation between Taylor and Finn. hmm When she said... Um, he asked her how she felt about the annulment or whatever it was. hmm Being back together. And when she said something to the effect of not knowing if it was because he wanted to be with her or because Brooke messed up again and that's why he wants to be with her um like i feel like that's something that you need to be clear with him about exactly he needs to tell you like is what is this for is this because you just realized that you just couldn't live without me regardless of what it is that brooke did Mm -hmm. or did she do something to piss you off and now you want now you want to be around me like i need to know which one it is because to me that would alter my decision. Like right. if you're if you're just here because Brooke messed up, then no. I mean we can we can maybe talk about being together, but right now I'm single, you're single, we're just friends. And if something happens later on down the line and you're still not with Brooke because of whatever this last little incident was that she did, maybe maybe we can figure something out then like Mm -hmm. if your feelings about me are still the same you truly want to be with me then you'll want to be with me in six months or maybe whatever it is that Brooke did this time won't be as serious as you think it was and in six months you'll be back with her but we definitely ain't jumping into anything the day after or the day of your annulment yeah well not till you be straight with me yeah well wait till next week Oh, I know. I know that's not what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But she she's smart enough to know that it's one thing or the other. And I think that she knows. I'm pretty sure she probably knows deep down in her heart it's because Brooke messed up. Yeah, I mean, you can tell Taylor is conflicted. Yeah. She's conflicted. She even said to her kids on Thursday that... You know, you know, you can't deny that, you know, this is going to be hard for your your dad. And, you know, he still loves her and he's conflict. He's still conflicted. And I'm like, if you know this man is conflicted again, why are you with him? Right. Let you, alone move in with him. Exactly. And then eventually, I guess they're supposed to be getting married in the next few weeks. Uh, The engagement is coming right. up. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I did a but whole video. 
I did all because um, the spoilers come out like a week ahead on SOD. And um, yeah, engagement is coming up. And here's the interesting thing that we'll see is that even after that engagement, Steffi is going to be grilling her dad as, are you sure you want to do this? And it's like, you've been begging for this. He now make a proposal and now you're second guessing him. Why? That's what, I, like you say, we got, we heard Steffi, especially Steffi, for weeks and months talking about, you need to be together. You and dad are destiny. You should be together. And now that they're having that, then Steffi is going to uh, have questions. Yeah, like she, they, because they're not secure in what they think he really feels. It's too, it's too quick. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, anything that moves this fast, you're going to have, people are going to have questions, including your family. Right. Because they probably thought, okay, he break up with Brooke, with, with Brooke. They date, they do what they do, and then maybe somewhere down the line they get married. Not like in a week. <laughs> right. Like in a week. And, so, and it's like Taylor just, she just accepts it. Yeah, according to what they say, Ridge and Taylor fast-tracked their plans. They have a whole rehearsal dinner and everything. Yep. And I don't want to give it all away. I did do a recap of that whole breaking news story that they have about what's coming up. If you want to go over it, and I can tell you about it offline if you like. Um, if you, I do have that video. So if you want to check it out, go to the YouTube channel, CBS Soap Dish Recap. And um, it's there. It's the, let me see, how did I entitle that? Because some people are like, well, which video is it? It's the video that is entitled Breaking News and Spoilers, Bold and the Beautiful Ridge and Taylor Engage CPS Information Revealed because CPS information is going to be revealed too. And it's not going to be revealed the way you expected. Hmm. Yeah. I'm like, really? That's what y'all doing? <laughs> Boy. Yeah, we'll talk about it, girl. Um... <laughs> Because I know everybody don't like spoilers. Some people want to wait. That's So for those that might be like, well, why can't you tell us? Um, everybody that watched or listened to the podcast don't like spoilers. So I'm just saying. Um, but anywho. Yeah, I just, if, if Taylor feels that there's a little bit of lukewarmness, she should put, it's her decision now to say, you know what? Let me kind of take a step back and tell this man to go figure it out, right? Or sort your sort through your feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Yep. Uh, okay. Um, did you have anything else on that whole thing with uh, Fan and Taylor? Uh, no. Okay. Um, oh. Then the whole kiss. Oh, God. Okay, you remember when we was on the call last week, on the podcast last week, and we thought, oh, because they gave us a thing that something's unexpected is supposed to happen and that 
she was going to keep it a secret. Well, she kept it a secret, but it was not what we thought it was going to be. Remember? Because I think you said you might have thought that mm-hmm. he was going to be just a kiss. Some folks mm-hmm. said that they were going to sleep together. It was totally opposite of that. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the way they're making this man look creepy all over again. All the work that they put into redeeming the character. Y'all going to take him right back down this road? Right. It sucks. You gave him a brain tumor, for God's sakes, to say that's what happened. He saved Liam and Bill for, from jail with the whole thing. And then you take him right back. So what's the reason now? The the, the brain tumor came back? Right. <laughs> I don't know, girl. It's just like, why? Yeah. Uh, this is... And this makes it hard for... I don't I don't see them ever putting Hope and Liam or Hope and Thomas together. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't see it ever happening. And I feel like even so had they done it after they cleaned Thomas up. Right. I think it would have been somewhat acceptable. Still a little weird because the man basically didn't he did he kidnap Hope or what did he do? Who? Um, not, not I mean, that. Thomas was lied about the baby. Right, he lied about the baby. Like, he did all that little, that little, that little run of creepiness that he had going, but they kind of let that die down. They kind of brought Thomas back around. So, listen, there's you- a part that we didn't say. He also knew about the the alcohol switch up. Did they reveal that about him? Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. No, they never revealed that. Nope. Okay. Um, but now that they they're doing it again mm-hmm. with the creepiness and him having his little fantasies and just all of the annoying, I'm a one woman, and it's like, dude, you are not even with her. So you saying that you're a one woman man? You just <laughs> pathetic. You're a one woman man for someone who is married and who does not want you. The woman does not want you. She doesn't want you. And I, I, I wish that, I'll, I'll say that for my flip. Okay. She doesn't want you. Mm-hmm. But you insist on giving her endless compliments, like just cringeworthy, um, over-the-top, endless compliments. And it's just, again, makes them look pathetic and desperate and... It's just frustrating. It is. So if they had if they had decided to try to put them together after this, it, it it would just make me cringe every time I would see them like being, you know, intimate with each other because it's like you think about all of the the creepy stuff that he did before that, and it's just like gross. So like when he had the fantasy of them kissing, mm-hmm. it, just, it just didn't feel right just because you know that he's obsessed with her. Right. So uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what they do with Thomas now because mm-hmm. they pretty much ruined that character. And it's it's like the only thing that they can do is bring on a completely new woman or a man. Uh, right, a complete woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That <clears throat> is a good influence on him and gets him back on the right track. And he's just completely done with hope. Like that would be the only way that they could bring Thomas back. 
because I just don't see it with him and Hope anymore. Not or, after them going down this road with him again. Or, I mean, the other only way that they can really be- betray this whole re- this whole union between Liam and Hope is if Liam cheat on her. So, yeah. if they, you know, just say he got so frustrated with Hope and how much time she's spending with Thomas working or doing whatever, and then he happened to build up some relationship with one of the models or somebody over at Spencer Publications, whoever they can. But there's not enough players on the screen. That's the other thing. Yeah. I think the worst, the the way that they could make Liam look um, worse than Thomas mm-hmm. is if he did have, like, some type of intimate situation with Brooke. Oh, God, Brooke. yeah, yeah. That would be the only thing. You slept with my mother? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or even if, even if it was just a kiss. Yeah, just a kiss. Either one of them. Like, that would be the only thing that could make Liam look worse than Thomas right now. Yeah, and if she if, and Hope walked in on it and all of that, yeah. then that whole they can replay that whole thing that some Thomas said, "I'm a one woman man," and then she running Thomas at this point. Yeah, because honestly, it would make sense just like what they're doing with Devon and Abby because they have a son together, right? Now, granted, mm-hmm. you know um, Douglas is her adoptive son, but it would still I don't know it. They don't have enough players. And I understand the show is only a half an hour. I don't control the budget over at CBS to say, hey, hire 15 other people. But they got to do something with these storylines to kind of shake things up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, as much as you had Liam going back and forth with Hope, I mean, Hope and Steffi, I don't know. I just... Most people are so over hoping Liam at this point. Yeah. They're over it. Being over. You know, and I understand it's great for Hallmark Channel. (laughs) Or maybe Lifetime Network or something like that. But most of the people that, and I can't speak for everybody, but the majority or in general, they're looking for the contrast. The contrast is what bring the drama, right? Mm-hmm. And when you have a couple like Liam and Hope, who is the vanilla of the of the show, it's like okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They even did a romance scene a month ago, and everybody was like blah. Whereas yeah. when um, Steffi and Finn did a scene, it was hot, right? You know, and I, I don't know. It's just the spiciness to Steffi. Steffi even did that when she was with Liam. She brought spice to Liam. The whole yeah. cha-cha-cha and all that type of stuff. Putting the, These two are both, of, they are so alike. Hope and Liam, in, I guess in some ways. Yeah, that. not only that, but both like, they're super self-righteous. Mm-hmm. Um, always on their high horse about something. Goody, goody two shoes, like moral police kind of character. Yep. So it's just annoying because you feel like all they do is judge everybody else. I'm perfect. I'm sweetheart. I'm I'm like the you know all American, do no wrong, 
um, you know, kind of people, and mm-hmm. it's it's just it gets annoying. It does. It really does, you know. And it's just there's no there's no energy there for me. It it just isn't. I mean, do they love each other? They got baths, or they got their little house in the cabin. And it's like that's the other thing. You you work over at Spencer Publications. I don't know what his title. I think he's a vice president or something. And then she's head of a whole fashion line. Why are you living in that cabin? Mm-hmm. In that little cabin. That thing. little cabin. It's got to be like one bedroom. And if those walls could talk, it has a bunch of Brooks indiscretions in there. <laughs> That's how I always felt about Carter's little apartment, too. Mm-hmm. You got that little that little apartment, and you're the COO of Forrester. Yeah. I mean, Brooke got a better, a bigger house than anybody. And it's like, what do you do over at Forrester, Brooke? Yeah. Well, Brooke, Eric, of course, has a big house. Yeah. Built out. So the house that Bill is living in mm-hmm. is the house that used to be Taylor's. Right. Sure was. Yeah, I don't know. They need to get out of their little cabin. Put some, put a little bit. I don't want Liam to be a bad boy. I don't want him to be creepy. Yeah. But just put a little bit of edge. But I think they tried to do that when he tried to overtake Spencer. And it just was not believable. Right. Remember he got in the Bill's face and Bill nearly knocked his, knocked his head yeah. off. <laughs> it's and just... I, when, when Liam first came on the show, he wasn't all that great of a character. Because he did something that got Steffi fired. Because it, it, it had something to do with him. Because he used to be a computer IT guy mm-hmm. and he broke into um something with Forrester and ruined um it was like he ruined a, a fashion show or some type of video or something that Steffi was responsible for and I can't remember I think Bill put him up to it mm-hmm. um or something and he got he ended up getting Steffi fired for it yeah I don't know I so, like, I, that's another one of those where they trying to change history. Yeah. Liam, Liam was not all that, that great of a guy. Then they tried, they did the whole thing with him and Quinn. Mm-hmm. And it's like, obviously, whatever you're doing is not working. Then they spent the better half of 12 years having him go back and forth between Hope and Steffi. Now, I guess that worked for a while because you had people that were Team Hope, Team Steffi, just like you got Team Brooke, Team Taylor, you know. And so it's just like, it's almost like Scott Clifton is about to be typecasted because where did he go from here? Right. You know, and then they they turn around and turn nice Thomas from back in the day to creepy Thomas today. And it's like, what are y'all doing over there? Yeah. The Thomas like that, have, huh? They can have, you know, Liam mm-hmm. do some questionable things and right. not make him a creepy bad guy because exactly. they've done it with Nick. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, but he still, you know, he still has a, a a good. I don't know. I guess his character is still, you know, pretty good overall. But he has his moments where. He does some stuff that he knows he shouldn't be doing. Even like when it comes to the law, 
even with legal stuff. Like, he's done some questionable things. I wish they would do that with Liam Moore. You know what? Or else, if you want to give um, Hope a little bit of an edgy relationship, put her with Wyatt. They were together at one point. Mm-hmm. You know, but just the two of them together, it's just, I don't know, it's just me. I mean, I know some people out there who absolutely maybe adore this couple. I'm not going to take that away from them, but I just, I just don't see it. That's why Liam was better with Steffi because she brought out that side of him. Thomas could bring out that wild side in Hope. Yep. You know, but, so. Bear's um, just too late for that now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all at right. Any, huh? If they, if they, you know, I said at least not anytime soon anyway. If they ever plan on doing that, they got to do it 10 years from now. Yeah, it's going to be a while. <laughs> it's going to be a while. Then Liam would have to screw up badly in order for them two to get back to, to in order for Thomas and the Hope to get together. And that and that's the other thing I don't want is I don't want it to be because Liam screwed up. I would rather it be because it was just organic. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and she just started to fall in love with Thomas because they you know made Thomas this great guy that was supportive or you know whatever whatever it is that would have attracted her to Thomas like I would have preferred it to be I would prefer it to be that way if they ever do put them together not because Liam cheated on her or oh. lied to her kind of like how Rich does Taylor now well let me ask you this <laughs> this was a topic of conversation in that kiss and then we, we got about 15 minutes left before the two hour mark um Listen. That's fine. So I got to jump off here in a minute anyway. Uh, okay, cool. Um, this was a topic of conversation on that whole kiss episode. People were saying that Hope gaslit him with that. Because that moment, she looked like she was giving him green lights. He went in and was like, no, stop. So there were some people that saying Hope kind of gaslit him because why would he feel so comfortable to do that? Because, I mean, normally you would have to give off a sign or a, what do they say, a signal, a um, mating signal? A signal to say, yeah, I'm open. And they're saying that that look that they had on that couch before he reached over and what they were saying to each other, she gave signals. Now, I, won't, I don't know if I agree that she has gaslit him or that she was giving him signals. However, I will agree that she knows how Thomas feels about her. Mm-hmm. And I think she, too many times, she allows all of those compliments without checking him on it. Mm-hmm. Like, she allows him to get that close to her without putting up some um some some walls or you know without her saying like look thomas you're getting a little too comfortable you're getting a little too close like the compliments are i'm uncomfortable with it i need you to stop doing that so i think there are ways that she probably could that she could definitely like tell him this isn't okay with some of the stuff that he says to her um but at the same time, 
I, I think I don't I don't think that she like gaslit him or gave him some type of look that said I want you to kiss me. I think Thomas is just he's just so obsessed with her that any type anything nice that she says to him or about him he's gonna take it as oh man I, I think I have a chance because she said this to me kind of thing. Like she could probably come into work and say oh Thomas nice shirt and he would probably take that as an invite of hey let's have dinner later or you know something crazy like that because that's how that's how obsessed with her he is well the I thing just, i just think she doesn't do a good job of um putting up those those um i don't know what word am i looking for um keep wanting to say borders but that's not the word i'm looking for boundaries boundaries yes she is not putting up she is not putting up definite solid boundaries with thomas and i don't know if it's because she enjoys all the compliments or what it is but with somebody like that that you have had that kind of a history with you have to put boundaries up and she doesn't do that she just allows it the other thing is what led up to that whole couch scene because liam told her to come home and she was like no i'm gonna stick around I'll be home when I get home. And she started drinking cider with him. She was wrapped up on a blanket on the couch because I'm looking right at the picture. And drinking a little cider. The boy is upstairs. The night is over. The guests are gone. Yeah. Those are yeah. those types of scenes and scenarios. He's thinking in his mind, like, I know she pissed off at Liam. And she's still here with me. And we sitting up here talking, and she's cuddled up on the couch, and you give me that she look. Also told, she also told Thomas, I'm getting ready to leave. And Thomas was like, no, just stay a little longer. We'll, we'll, just, we'll drink cider instead of champagne. And then she stayed. Yeah. So So that's another that's another thing where she's not putting those boundaries up with him. Right. She should have she left when everybody else left. Yep. Night's over. Everybody's but gone. That home. is not an invite to Thomas. For a kiss. Oh, absolutely not. Because she, she wasn't okay with that and she stopped him. Yeah. All right, girl, let's do our flip the script segment and our um, seat. Take several seats. What you got this week for the young, the restless, and the bold, and the beautiful? You know, my taking the seat is going to be the Devon and Abby. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They're going to take a seat on the couch again? <laughs> they, they, I guess they can take a floor because they was already on the couch. <laughs> Well, you know what? They were on the floor too. So. And they was on the stairs. Yes, I don't I don't know. I guess pick whatever seat. Pick you want. wherever you want to sit, okay? <laughs> but definitely okay. Abby and Devon for obvious reasons. Okay. Um and then my flip the script for Y and R is and it may still happen because it cut off, but when um Alan saw Audra and Noah, mm-hmm. what I'm hoping that happens next week because I haven't watched Monday's episode is that she goes in and confronts them right away and doesn't doesn't do the the typical soap thing where you see something and then you just run out or you walk away and you keep it to yourself and then you're just you know you well shut off from I will tell you we won't see that on Monday they're not on there on Monday okay mm-hmm. so I'm hoping that that's what happens okay confronts them and doesn't just walk away okay um. My take a seat for bold. Bold is Donna. <laughs> Even though we know 
even though we know mm-hmm. why Tom doesn't want that affair, Donna still needs to take a seat because she can't be interfering with people's parenting. Right. You don't have any kids here, Donna. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and and your then flip. My flip for bold mm-hmm. would have been, um, what's her name? Hope. Mm-hmm. Hope leaving when everybody else left that party. Okay. Instead of sticking around and continuing the, 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 getting the compliments and all that kind of stuff from Liam. Okay. Cool. All right. So. My bold and beautiful young and the restless flip. My young and the restless <clears throat> flip should have been Abby and Devon just stopping. You know, hey, listen. We we shouldn't even if they kissed, hey, we shouldn't do this. Look, hey, you got a husband, you know, I got a girlfriend. I know we've been going through some stuff, but this ain't the way to fix it. This ain't the way to feel better about our bad situation. It's going to make it worse. Yeah. Um, My bold flip would have been Brooke telling Ridge to walk right back out that door. I'm going to sign the papers. I'll <laughs> give them to Carter, but don't come back here no more. Yeah. You know, why you got to keep coming over here telling me, I always love you, Logan. You know that. Touching my face, wiping my tears. Man, you... No, and you're not going to give me the reason why. I, all I know is that it's possibly got something to do with Thomas. Yeah. Mm-mm. You all walk right. in, you walk in my door. I got the papers. Turn around and go right back out. <laughs> talk to Carter. We don't need to talk to each other. Peace all out. Right. Um, and then and at the... What? Even if she does find out what, why he really wanted a divorce, you, the way that you went about all of this, I still don't want you back. Yeah, yeah, and as for Taylor, I would have, uh, you know, when he came up in there talking about, why you ain't tell me about these papers today? You ain't tell me. You ain't sent the papers. I didn't even know nothing about it. The kids told me. Why are you right. doing this? Do I need to have second thoughts about you? Um, yeah. And then my young and the restless take seats. Billy, Billy, Billy. You're doing too much, bro. I understand. That's your friend. You want to help out. Yeah. Let the professionals deal with it. And you need to have Adam deal with her because they have a kid together. So, Billy, go sit down somewhere. And sit down and have a conversation with Lily. A good, full conversation with Lily. And then on ball, my take several seats. Unfortunately, as much as I hate to say this, Thomas... Yes. And I'm not talking about the whole son thing, but you sit up there and you also manipulated your father again yesterday when you was telling him all those horrible, she's a horrible person and she's this and she's that. And I'm like, dude, do you realize what you did? Right. I mean. That's why I cannot wait until this comes out. No, it's going to come out. But it's like I say, it's not going to be the way y'all expect it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Oh, the writers. That's all I can say. Um, <laughs> But 
Yeah, it's like Thomas. I'm as much as I, you know, hope that they redeemed you and everything. You got to sit down. First of all, that kiss. Second of all, you doubling down on your dad about Brooke when you know what the situation truly is. So, yeah. Yeah. Got anything else, girl? I don't. But I, I when all this mess drops with Thomas, I wonder who all he's gonna lose in this. Because I would be pissed off if I was Steffi, and I'd be pissed off if I was Taylor, and definitely if I was Ridge. Yep. But um, stick around for a minute if you can after I close out the show. Okay. Okay. All right. So. That's all we have for uh, The Young and the Restless and the Bold and the Beautiful for the week of uh, November 7th through November 11th. Um, the spoilers will be dropping on the YouTube side, so stay tuned for that um, this weekend. And then we'll be back next week for um, uh, our recap for the week of November 14th through the 18th. So until then, we will see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>